we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,070 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. A uh, bit tired today, but other than that, uh, doing good. I'm a bit tired myself. You know, I was driving home this evening and I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just tired. But this evening, we're not going to discuss the usual topics of the day. Today's going to be a little bit different. Today, we're going to talk about encrypted phones. These are the things that the government doesn't want you to have. These are the things that corporations don't want you to have. They, they don't want you to have these things. They make them, but they don't want you to have them. The, the politicians in the governments and the, the bureaucrats in the government, they carry them. The corporate heads, the celebrities, the know-nothing celebrities, they all carry them, but they don't want you to have them. You, you can't have those. You see, you can't be trusted with your communications. So you have to be monitored for, uh, well, potential wrongdoing. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just that, well, just to be sure, we need to make sure that you're behaving. So you can't have an encrypted device. Well, guess what? As of right now, that is still a viable option. And we're going to tell you today how you can do that. So to get things started, we're, we're just going to cover like the, the waterfront of issues here today. Again, we're not going to talk uh, politics. We're not going to talk the events of the day today. There's a lot going on today. And I, I, I hate that we're not even going to discuss it. But uh, those of you that are signed up to us on Telegram that are subscribed to us there, you get the exclusive tomorrow. We'll be talking about it tomorrow. Uh, and then those of you that are not, that's OK. You'll get it on Monday. But today we're going to cover the waterfront on what you can do to protect yourself now and into the future just a little bit. Depending on how this thing goes, this may be the way of the future. Quite frankly, I think it's going to be the way at least off to the side. It's going to be that way off to the side. You're going to have to take these extra steps in order to ensure that you're not tracked, you're not traced, you're not controlled. I have no problem with smartphones. That's not my issue. My issue is how they're being used. Before we get into these, I'd like to talk about the things that we're not going to discuss. So those of you that are listening that think, okay, well, which devices I'm not going to listen to this whole podcast. Okay, well, you don't have to if this kind of subject bores you. And I can understand that. Sometimes people find this stuff boring. So what we're not going to discuss today, we're not going to discuss satellite phones. Those that have those those devices, I've got one myself. They are encrypted communications and they are good to have, but they're very expensive and uh, they're uh, almost impossible to get a hold of now. I mean, if you can find one and you want one, and you have a need for one, then I would suggest you get one. Uh, but the prices have skyrocketed uh, on them and there's a shortage and there's the chip shortage. So 
there's a lot of cost involved there. And I, I would say just to get you started, at least now, I was one of the last people to get them when they were at a lower price and they were still available. And I had to wait for almost two months on a waiting list to get one. Uh, just to get started on one of those now will cost you about, I want to say over $1,000. So we're not going to get into those. The other device we're not going to talk about is iPhones, Apple devices. We will not be discussing those. Short answer to that, Apple is a closed system. They say that their infrastructure is secure, although they haven't had any major infrastructure updates since 2013. So I would question that just on the on the face of it. Second reason we're not going to discuss Apple devices is they say, as in Apple, they say, don't worry about encryption. We'll take care of that for you. You don't have to worry about that on your end. Trust us. Well, whenever a company says that, throw the phone away. If you open your phone out of the box and the first thing that that device says, please sign in, throw it away. We're going to tell you today how you will avoid that option. So without further ado, we're going to discuss the devices, uh, some of the devices that we think are, uh, are some of the best. We're going to discuss roughly some of the operating systems that you can use. We're going to discuss some apps and maybe a few other topics uh, on the matter. And that's that's really about all. So, I mean, I don't even think we'll be here for the full hour, but this will be more or less just a uh, just a refresher of one that we've done before about crypto phones. And if you want, you can go back and listen to that. That podcast is still relevant to the things we're going to discuss today. But some things have come up and we've had new devices come out since then and new Apps have come out since then, and apps have been updated, and apps have been outdated, so it's time for a refresher. Let's move right into it. Now, you might be thinking, what kind of device am I going to need? Well, this is the option. That I'm going to tell you what I do, okay? I'm just going to start there. Uh, and I have one of these devices that I've built myself and that I control. So what I did uh, is, is an option that you can take. Now, the key goal here is to divorce yourself, for lack of a better term, from Google. That's what you're going to do, because as we all know, Google's, well, it's evil, isn't it? At least it's, it's turned into an evil entity, so we don't, want to be, we don't want to be anywhere near that. So you need to step away from Google services. I know it's very difficult for a lot of people. It's really hard. I haven't used Google services in a long time. I did mess around with their translate feature a while back because I needed something translated from like, it was like Arabic or something. And I like, there's no way that you, <laughs> there's just not going to happen. So uh, I had to... I've I had to mess with the translator. To learn Arabic. Oh yeah, it's. I, yeah, I don't it's, recommend. It's, no, that's no, a no. Tough one. No, I needed their. I needed their translator. And it, be honest with you, I tried all the other ones, and it just didn't compare. I mean, they do have a good translation service, so uh, I did use that for that purpose. But nonetheless, uh, the idea here is to get away from Google and to get away from Apple. So, like I said, Apple phones, throw it away. That's just <laughs> that's a blanket response to that one. I'm not even going to try to. I mean, you you could go, you used to be able to go the whole road of like jailbreaking them and everything. I don't think you can do that anymore with Apple devices. No, did they yeah, stop they, that? That's yeah, that's not a not been a thing for a few years uh, now. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there again. So what you're going to do um, is you're going to uh, and again. This is what I did. You're going to go over to Google. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just said, yeah, you're going to have to divorce yourself from Google. How do you do that? You get a Google device. Wait a minute. Why would you get a Google device? Well, there's a reason. Google just so happens to make the best chipset out there. It is the most secure. They make the best security chips. I think they're on the, uh, they used to run the, uh, uh, the Titans. Now they're on the, uh, the Tensors. Uh, and those are the best security chips. So what you're doing is you're purchasing your device, your phone. You're going to purchase that directly from Google. You're not going to go to a carrier. 
If you're in the United States, you're not going to AT&T, you're not going to Verizon uh, or any of those other carriers because when you go and you purchase a device from a carrier, it is carrier locked, as in you are locked into that service. You're locked into that tailored version of software from that carrier. We don't want to do that. So what we want to do is we want to buy directly from Google. And you can do this. You can go and uh, go over to their website, google.com. I think Bruce is probably on it right now. And you can go to their store and you're going to buy a Pixel device, one of their Pixel phones. They are good phones. Uh, we, uh, we we know some people that uh, that use them and they, they use all the Google bloatware and everything you can possibly imagine on them. And they are very satisfied with them. And you know what? God love you if that's what you want to do. Uh, but that's not for me. So what you're going to do, you're going to purchase one of these devices and then you're going to wait for it to arrive. And when it arrives at your house, you're going to open it. You're going to charge it. And then you're going to turn it on. When that phone turns on, the first thing it's going to do is ask you to sign in, which you will promptly not do. You will then walk it over to your computer, be that a desktop or a laptop or whatever, and you're going to plug it into your computer. You're going to go to a website called grapheneos.org, and you're going to click install. It is that simple. I wish it was more complex than that. It, it was a little bit more complex when I did it, <laughs> just a little bit. We were going to code it. Uh, Bruce, you were, you were with me that night. We were going to code it um, manually, and we ended up not having to do that. Uh, and it, uh, it takes about five, 10 minutes to do this. Literally, that's all it takes. And when you're done, you have a new phone. And that's all there is to it. Now, why do I say this particular operating system? We're going to talk about a couple others here in just a second. But this particular operating system, in my opinion, is the best one that's out there because it's Android, obviously. It's not uh, It's not Linux. We're going to talk about some Linux devices here in a minute. This one, as opposed to the other two that are mainline out there, Calex and Lineage, I believe, this one has the ability to lock the bootloader, meaning the uh, the access door is closed behind you, meaning there's no way that that can be breached. And once that happens, then you know that you have a sealed up, secured operating system that you control, and there is no Google. As I said, there are other operating systems. You have Lineage, uh, and you have, I believe there are other devices, chief among which Pixel's going to be, Google Pixel phones are going to be your, your best option if you're going to use any of these operating systems. So these phones are, in my opinion, they're non-negotiable. You can use the, I think you can use some Xiaomi's and some, uh, some Huawei's and things, but I wouldn't mess with any of that stuff. I would just go right for the Google phone because it's a direct purchase. You're familiar with, uh, you know, the services and the, the devices that they have anyway, as opposed to what you don't know that you're getting out of China. Like I said, graphene, uh, this this operating system, I, I like the uh, the features that they have introduced over the last couple of years. I mean, I've had one of these phones for a couple of years now, and I will be upgrading sometime. I'm hoping to make it to the Pixel 10. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it to the Pixel 10, but I'm hoping to make it there. But I like a lot of the features that uh, that they've introduced and just some of the default features too. Everything is opted in by your choice. So you're automatically opted out when you first get everything. Nothing has taken your identification, I might add, when you get these phones, when you install this operating system on your phone. It's not asking you for anything. It's not asking you for a password. It's not asking you for a username, an email address, a phone number, none of that. So I like the features that they've got. I like the fact that, and again, standard features. I like pin scrambling. They give you an option to put up a, up to a 10-digit pin code as opposed to a four-digit pin code. And the number pad scrambles every time you turn the screen on and off. 
So even if somebody's watching you to see what your code is, it changes. The pattern changes every time. I like that. I like the fact that if someone tries to break into your phone, the security feature doubles over on itself. The timer starts if you get the password wrong enough times, and then the timer doubles over on itself. And I think at the end of the day, if somebody gets it wrong so many times, what would you say the timer was to re-enter the code, Bruce? It was like two weeks. It works itself up to like two weeks. I think two weeks was the, the max, yeah. They've added another feature that I like called lockdown, which means all you have to do is hold the uh, the power button and hit the lockdown key, and it shuts off all notifications and all screen pop-ups. Everything shuts down. So as opposed to a panic button, uh, and for those that don't know what a panic button is, uh, a lot of um, uh, high-profile people will have this, and this will usually come standard on uh, devices for uh, you know government officials and corporate executives and things like that. A panic button is basically it's the same thing. The only difference is is that the lockdown feature gives you an option to lock that phone and no one's going to be able to get into it. Your information will not be released. A panic button will wipe the device completely. That's the difference. So I would rather deal with a lockdown feature and have somebody sit there and scratch their head for, I don't know, a year, two years, five years, whatever, how long it is, as opposed to losing all of my information, getting the device back, and then being able to keep all of my stuff. Just doing some quick looks, uh, it looks like uh, the all, all three of the operating systems you mentioned there, Graphene, uh, Alex, and uh, Lineage, they all require pixels now. Um, they don't support any other any other one. They used to support uh, Galaxies. Um, that stopped, and now it is pixels only, and they support up to a, the Pixel 7, which is the newest model. Well, that's good. That's good. I, and again, you know, as, as anti-Google as I am, they have a, they, they really do have a great security chipset, I have to say. That's the industry standard. That's what companies build to is that. I don't see anything wrong with them. And the Tensors, uh, that's I, I think they're, they're working on the Tensor 3 right now is their newest security chip. Uh, it's not in yeah. the uh, the new devices yet, but I'm assuming it'll be in the, uh, the Pixel 8. Uh, and it's rumored. I don't yeah, know how probably. this would work. Um, I was telling you about it last week, Bruce. I don't know if this is uh, if this is something that's that's in the works, but uh, they say that the Pixel 8 could be ceramic as opposed to aluminum. Yeah, that one's going to be interesting to see what they do and how they do it. If that's the case, uh, I don't know. Ceramic seems like it would be fragile, but maybe it's a maybe it's a composite. I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that's possible to reduce weight or something. Yeah. Heat yeah, resistance, well you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another one of the features that I like that uh, the Graphene has is geolocation on your photos. Oh, you didn't know that your phones automatically did that without your permission? You didn't know that? You mean when you take a photo, somebody knows if they go in and they tear the photo apart, somebody knows where you took that photo within five feet? You mean that actually happens? Mm -hmm. You mean when you post a photo online, somebody can tell your exact location? Oh, you didn't know that, did you? By default, graphene removes all geotagging from every photo you take. For those of you that are photo freaks out there, I don't particularly take any photos, but for those of you that take photos, keep that in mind. We'll also talk about apps that will be able to remove that here very shortly. Uh, I'll talk about some of the apps that I use that are very handy for me. Yeah, that that was something I was going to bring up is the uh, the metadata that's involved with that. Not only does it take your uh, physical location, but it also has all the software information, like what phone it was taking on, taken on, name of the device, all of that fun stuff. Like it has all the details of the, uh, the information about the phone and the location and all of that uh, encoded into that. So they can track 
let's say you take a photo of something, they can they can nail down uh, not just where it was taken, but which phone it was taken with so they can ID you. Uh, as an example, let's say you posted it online and you're not saying who it was. Well, guess what? They can figure that out because of all the metadata that's involved with those photos. Another feature that I like is something similar to that, and it has to do with your actual location. You know, every once in a while, the carriers themselves, not Google or not Apple or anything like that, but the carrier, whoever your service provider is, whether that's Verizon or AT&T or Sprint in the United States, T-Mobile in the US, uh, T-Mobile in uh, in European countries, Vodafone, these companies that are used outside the US, uh, Rogers in Canada, these things. I'm sorry, I don't know what you guys use in Australia, uh, but carriers will send out a ping to your device. And that device will respond and it will send back your exact location. No one knows what they do with that information. No one's ever been able to figure that out other than the fact that it gets scraped and it gets sold to data brokers. Nobody knows where that information goes and what it's being used for. A lot of people don't even know. Well, yeah, geofencing. But a lot of people don't even know why it's done. But the providers, the telecom providers do it. However, with this particular operating system, with Graphene OS, that doesn't happen. If a carrier sends out one of these pings to one of these devices that has this operating system, it's going to send back a load of bogus nonsense that they're not going to be able to make sense of, which, again, is another good feature. I like that. There is another foolproof way that you can stop from being tracked, and that's a blanket response to it, if you so choose. And I recommend these to people. I've given these out as uh, as gifts, uh, as just uh, passerbys. Hey, here you go. You know, one of these things. Uh, and that is a Faraday bag. You can pick these up on Amazon for about, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks. Uh, they're not much. But even if you have an Apple device, if you stick your phone in one of these Faraday bags and you close the bag, that phone is now isolated. It's cut off from everything. There's no way if you have that phone in a bag, there's no way if you leave your house and you go out and you run errands and you come back, there's no way that those telecom companies or those providers are going to know where you went or what you did or who you met with. No one's going to know that. There is a downside to it, though. When it's in that bag, it doesn't make or receive calls. It doesn't make or receive texts. As I said, it's completely isolated. It's completely cut off. That's the only surefire way that I know, seeing as how we cannot remove the batteries any longer. That is the only surefire way that I know right now that is a blanket response to be able to stop tracking completely, apart from, you know, using the uh, the software methods. That's the only way that I know of. Uh, that um, uh, is part of the heartbeat that it, that your phone sends out. Uh, to the carrier every once in a while and vice versa. That That's one of the reasons they do that. I don't know all the reasons, but I know um, I know the two two reasons that they claim. One, it's for that. So you get your messages, uh, you know, whether you missed a call or what have you. And the other one is um, it lets them know how many people are on the network on on that specific tower. And then they can shuffle around how many people are using what tower and and try to basically keep towers from getting overloaded in, in high traffic areas. So those are the two uh, excuses that I hear. But uh, benign let's reasons. be real. Why do they need that kind of, yeah, that, the benign reason? Why? Well, it, let's be honest, though, when they're scraping off the location data and uh, then selling that data anonymized, they say, uh, to companies like geofencing and whatnot. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty scummy, in my opinion. When did they ask you if they could sell your information? 
Uh, I'm going to go with half past never. Yep. So as far as features go, maybe you're one of these people that, that just they don't want to give up Google completely. Well, there is an option. And Bruce, you discussed this on the last uh, podcast we did about these is graphing gives you the ability to lightly integrate Google. I believe that Calex also does that. They call it micro G. You can allow Google into your, your operating system. However, with graphing, and I haven't used this feature because I don't see any need to use any of the, uh, the Google features, but they have a system called a sandbox. Uh, and you basically described that uh, last time as to how that's actually utilized. Yeah, it's, it's basically just like a, a virtual machine. It, it creates like a virtual contained environment that allows Google to function, but it doesn't send any data. In fact, uh, the only connections that it has to Google, you have to explicitly allow. Like it's an, it's an opt-in feature, not a, uh, it's not like the opt-out kind of garbage that we run into. Um, so in that sense, um, if you were to have... I don't know, let's say you like playing uh, video games or something on your phone or whatever, and you have uh, your Google Play services or whatever. It allows access to allow those games to run, but you can choose whether or not there's any kind of information sent between the two. Um, so it, it just basically allows uh, apps to work. Yeah, that was the other problem that you ran into when you have uh, one of these phones. And when I say one of these 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 encrypted phones, when it's de-Googled, I literally mean that. There's really nothing exciting. I mean, there's no bells and whistles to it. It's very plain because when you strip Android software down to its bare bones, it's open source. So there's there's nothing with it. There, there's there's no there's no reason that, that phone should annoy me. That phone is there to assist me when I need assistance. That's what it's for. It doesn't work the other way around like these companies would have have you think. So the phone is not doing anything until I tell it. Another feature that I like is the fact that you have direct access to the microphone and the camera features. You have access to those, as in you can turn them off. If you're one of these people that uh, that is really, really paranoid, you can turn them off. And an app will prompt you every time as to whether or not you want to enable those to be able to utilize them. So I like that. You know, that's again, that's a you know, it's a, it's a good feature. But this operating system is designed with your security in mind, not the company's security on as they would have it with like Google or Samsung or something or Sony or one of these other companies, whoever. But this one, this one allows you to have control over every feature on that device. So what do you do? What do you do with applications? I would like to segue to applications right now, but I'm not going to just yet because we're still talking about devices. We're talking about operating systems. So before we do that, I do want to talk about apps next. But before we do that, before we stray too far, I want to talk about Linux devices really quickly. Um, I don't know a whole lot about these things because they're relatively new. In a manner of speaking, somebody's taken the Linux operating system and they've transferred it onto uh, to be touchscreen usable and they've added it to uh, phones. And there are startups that are popping up all over at least here um they're they're popping up all over that are shipping for i don't know a couple hundred bucks for a brand new phone that's got linux os on it and you can again you you can program the entire thing but there is a downside everything comes with a downside right the downside at least in my opinion the downside is is you've got to be familiar with the linux operating system that's the first thing the second thing is well there's not really a lot in terms of like applications to be used on it so you kind of are limited to what you're able to install through uh, the linux operating system and that's really about it so you're kind of 
cut off, I guess, but it, it depends on what it depends on how much you want to isolate yourself. That's what it comes down to is that so it, it also depends on how skilled you are with Linux as well. Obviously, you can make wrappers and everything to uh, workarounds, if you will. Um, interesting note, technically, all Android phones are Linux based. Technically, um, they 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 run Linux kernels. Um, now, you know, the, the operating system is obviously going to be different than Linux uh, uh, as a whole. But um, something else to point out is uh, by making this transition, uh, understand that it's you're you're not going to use all the features. OK, so you buy a Pixel. You get the Pixel 7. Oh, yeah, man, it's got a nice camera. It's got nice 4K video, you know, all that. Keep in mind that when you buy the uh, the phone and you plan to put gra uh, a graphene on there or whichever operating system, if you change if you change it, understand that the photograph, the video, all of that, you're you're going to lose quality. Uh, it, it's going to diminish quality immensely, and you're not going to have all the same kind of photograph, you know, like uh, panorama or you know, the the 4K video I told you about. Oh, no, yeah, have, you're not going to be able to do that. They have panorama now. Slideshow. They have, oh, panorama. they have panorama. Yeah, now. They, okay. they've done a lot with the camera app. I have to say, Graphene, they've done a ton with the camera app, and and I I I'm impressed at how far in the last two years that they've come with that camera app, and it's it takes some really good photos now. I have to say, uh, it's it's not as good. It's nowhere near as like it's not the 4K stuff that you're mm -hmm. talking about with the software with Google. They do have great camera software. I'll give them that. Same thing with Apple. Apple, they have great uh, camera software, but graphene, no, it, you're you are sacrificing quality. I will say that. But uh, within their camera application, they have introduced their own stripped down version of QR code readers and barcode readers. And you've got like seven or eight different barcodes and QR code scanners that are actually built into the application itself now. And uh, also, if you're one of those people that are like, uh, what, what, what's it? <laughs> what is Google going to really do? Or like. Uh, with photographs as the example, since we're using cameras as a uh, the example here, why am I really concerned about pictures and everything? I don't upload them. I don't, you know, how do you think they're training the AI for the camera feature? Where do you think they're getting the photographs to train it to be better? Yeah, that's your photos. They're, they're using that to, to, okay, so there, there's a whole long, uh, I, I won't go down the road to talk about how they do it, but there's a whole long thing about how they train AI. The short version is you give it a ton of information and this is done over multiple generations. We're talking thousands, if not millions of generations that, that go through this process before they find a, you know, get a useful one. They train the AI on photographs and they say, this is uh, like, for example, they train the AI to see a bee as an example or, or a face to recognize this is a face. They take thousands and thousands of photos of faces and feed it that information. And where do they get that information? I'd like to make a correction. Uh, I was just looking through the camera application. It does not have panorama. Apologies. Either way, uh, it, it should be noted that your camera features when you go with graphene, um, Understand that the entire reason you're going with graphene is for security. Um, and that's the focus is security. So all all the things that you're uh, looking at the Pixel phone going, hey, that's great. That looks good. Now, understand that the whole reason that they're going with the Pixel phone is because the encryption chipset that's on there and uh, the OS is is uh, written for that. That's the entire reason that the graphene is, is on Pixel. So all the other features pretty much are are 
it's irrelevant, more or less. Nope, you're absolutely right. A few of these Linux phones, uh, before we before we get into the applications here, a few of these Linux phones, one that stands out, it's very popular. I've heard about it. I did a lot of shopping uh, on these phones before because I wanted to take the option that was the best one that I thought. Uh, one option that stood out that a lot of people on YouTube were talking about was uh, PinePhone. Uh, and PinePhone, the reason that that stood out to me was you could actually remove the back of it. As in like you could, you know, from since like I think it was like 2015, we quit seeing the the, you know, the backs you could remove from the phones. So with this one, you could actually remove the back of it. You take the battery out and they had physical switches in there that were attached to the board to where you could actually cut the connection between the camera and the microphone. So you could cut those off completely and the GPS, you could cut those off completely. Uh, so I, I like that feature. Uh, and that's why I almost looked at one of those, but it comes with a headphone jack. Uh, not a lot of phones come with headphone jacks anymore, you know, so maybe maybe somebody would want those features. I don't know. Another thing that was attractive about that was the price. They were about 150 to 200 dollars. So that's pretty cheap for a new smartphone uh, if you're in the market. But again, you know, you're looking at uh, at Linux. Uh, another phone that's out there is called the uh, the Pro One X, and it is it's very unique. Uh, it's it kind of reminds me of the uh, the phones of old. Take a look at this one, Bruce. This is uh, this is a smartphone where it actually slides in half. What was the name of that one that T-Mobile had? It was like the Hip Zip or something like that. I I don't know where the screen flipped yeah, around. Not, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, this one has yeah. a physical keyboard that uh, you know that's the length of the phone, so you just slide the uh, the, the screen out of the way. Uh, so I I like that feature. This one, by the time you get done with the price of this one, you're looking. I mean, you're in the eight hundred dollar range, so you might as well be buying yourself a Pixel. You can get a Pixel, I think, for I think the starting price. What's the starting price for a Pixel Seven? Not the Pro. Uh, I think I I just had that up and I closed it. Hang on a sec. <laughs> starting price is for the normal Pixel. $500. $500. There you go. And tell me that you're not going to spend that at, at a carrier anyway, by the time you get out of there and you take the plan and all that stuff. You know, we, you don't, that's the other thing with this. You don't need to take one of these, uh, these carrier plans that they sell you. That's $95 a month, uh, in the U S and if people outside the U S you think I'm joking about that, I'm certainly not. And that's a cheap plan in order to also save you some money. You can also take one of these with a prepaid plan through a carrier. I think AT&T, you can get, uh, I think it's like, it's unlimited talk and text and data and everything for 30 a month uh, with a prepaid plan. I think that's what it was. Uh, when I was, last time I was in the US, I just stopped in a store and I got a card uh, and I threw it in my phone for however long I was there. And uh, it was 30 bucks. So, I mean, that's that's a lot cheaper option than, you know, than taking some of these deals where you, you go and you have to take a, a $90 a month plan and they give you the phone for free. Well, by the time you get done fulfilling that plan, you've paid for three of those phones. So it's better to just do it yourself. But again, these are not these are not options that are difficult. They've made it very simple. That's why I say, I mean, it's, it's so simple to do this stuff. It's literally you just you buy it. It shows up at your house. You charge it. You plug it into your computer and you click a mouse button. That's it. That's all you have to do. The installer does everything for you. That's pretty much it for the uh, the Linux phones, unless you got something else on them. Clarification. Um, uh-huh. Uh, the the installer for graphene is actually like five buttons just so you know but it's just oh yeah well you have to do something yeah just follow the directions yeah. you have to do a yeah. thing on your phone you have to unlock the bootloader and all that stuff but they tell you exactly how to do yeah. that in each step so yeah yeah it's 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 very it hasn't simple. changed it hasn't changed much since uh we did it on yours it hasn't no. changed once so then i just checked it out and it's pretty much the same step and same process very easy to do. So, um, okay, so let's get into some applications. Uh, you've got an application list, Bruce, that you want to go over. Uh, I would like to talk about a few that uh, that I use before 
you pick out the applications that you want. Uh, with Android, it gives you a, a you know a very unique uh, ability as opposed to uh, an Apple phone. With Android, you have the ability to what we call sideload apps. Uh, and that is you can go to this particular application's website. You can get the actual file from them and you can install directly from them. You can manage the file uh, within itself uh, and keep it updated and things like that. And by the way, Graphene is self-updating for those that are wondering if, uh, if you haven't toddled on over to their website yet. But for those that desire their applications that they had when they were with Google, there is an option for this. The first thing you do is you go over within your web browser to F-Droid. You're going to download F-Droid. F-Droid is a, uh, it's an open source application store, more or less. Uh, all the applications on there are free. They don't cost any money. Uh, and the same thing goes for the next application store you're going to download. You're going to download from the F-Droid store something called the Aurora Store. And within that, this is a mirror of the Google Play Store. You do not have to sign in with a Google account. As a matter of fact, this will spoof a Google account for you, so you don't have to worry about that. And then you can download all of your favorite applications, you know, your ridiculous TikToks and your uh, your Twitter applications and everything else, and they will work. The only downside is, is that any application that you download that requires money, you will not be able to pay for it. That is a downside to it. So if you have any paid applications, you're not going to be able to get your hands on those. The other thing is is you will not be able to take full advantage of an application if it requires a Google sign-in. If you need a Google sign-in to be able to get that application, unfortunately, it will maybe half work or it'll be kind of broken or something, but these are a couple of the uh, the problems that you run into. But nonetheless, if it's a free application, you shouldn't have any problems. So to get these applications, you need those two applications. And in order to do that, then you have to start downloading the applications that are relevant to you. Me personally, I will tell you the applications that I use. I use Telegram, which you can get that directly from their website. As a matter of fact, that's the one that they recommend. You don't have to go to the uh, the Aurora store or the, uh, the Google Play store to get that. You can go directly to uh, Telegram and get that themselves. Same thing with Signal. I have not used uh, Signal. It's been a while now. There's a problem with it. Uh, ever since the new Android version, I think it's like 13 or something, it's been very... Uh, unkind to Pixel devices, and this is a this is one of the big complaints that they have, uh, and that is it will literally just drain your battery. Uh, and so I I've I've all but disabled uh, I've pretty much disabled that application, and I'll probably end up deleting it uh, at some point. But uh, yeah, a lot of people uh, they swear by it, but I don't know what they're doing over there at Signal, but it's really gone downhill. Uh, but you can download that application directly from them if you need that. Another application that I use is something called Silence. Uh, that's for text messaging. Uh, that allows you to uh, send and receive encrypted text messages. But just be aware that that application has since transformed into Signal. So people run their text messages through Signal now. Uh, and that's that's where people go with their uh, the text messaging. I don't particularly like that feature. I don't like linking text messages with uh, other mess messaging applications. That just confuses me. So I don't mess with it. Proton Mail, of course, that application you can get directly from them uh, as well from their website, or you can get it from F-Droid or Aurora. Entirely up to you. Tor Browser, I would recommend Tor Browser. I would also recommend Proton VPN if you're going to use Tor Browser. That would be your uh, 
uh, untraceable web browser. There is a web browser that comes with Graphene. It's called Vanadium. It's a stripped down version of Chrome, and it's pretty good. It's not too bad. I mean, if you want to do basic browsing and stuff and not have to deal with all the trackers and uh, and everything like that, then it's a it's a pretty decent application. So uh, again, that's that's there. The uh, the other application I use is something called Obscuracam. It's been a while since it's been, since it's been updated. I think they just put an update in a while back. But this application for those that don't have an encrypted phone and don't plan on getting one, you can go and get this application now. It is in the Play Store. It's in the App Store, I believe. And what this application does, it allows you to open the photographs that you've already taken and put them into this application. And it does a couple of things. One thing that it does is it removes all of that geolocation stuff and all the metadata and everything that Bruce was describing of a photo. It will remove all of that. On top of that, it gives you the ability to pixelate or blur out faces if you so choose. It will automatically detect the faces of the people that are in that photograph and it will put up little windows that you can adjust and manage and, and move around and things to pixelate faces if you so choose. Again, that's another application that I that I like. If I if I'm in a or if I'm taking a photo and, and somebody says, hey, look, you know, can you take me out of that photo? Well, it's that simple or vice versa. So that, that kind of stuff. So that's good. Now, the application that I highly, highly recommend, no matter what device you're using, no matter what operating system you have, this is top of the list for me. This is top tier is an application called Threema. This application is used by governments. It's used by corporations. It's used by high profile individuals all across the globe. What is this application for those that don't know? This is a completely encrypted messenger application. They take absolutely no information from you and they take no information from the messages that you send or receive. You have several different ways of going about this. You can go directly to Threema. I believe their website is threema.ch. It's a Swiss-based company. So it's a company that's set outside of international law. They don't have to abide by the U.S. Uh, cloud standard laws or whatever they're called. They don't have to abide by the EU law. This application, when you install it, the problem that you're going to run into is, well, that costs money. What's your privacy worth? These companies like Signal, like Telegram, these companies, what do they take? They take your information to use their service. They take your phone number. They take your email address, whatever. That can be traced back to you. With Threema, that doesn't happen. Their application costs $5, 5 euros, 5 pounds, whatever. Whatever currency you use, 5 francs, if you're listening to us in Switzerland. If you're from Switzerland, you already know this. But governments and militaries use this application, and it is freely available out there on, on any of these stores. You can get it yourself. They also have other options out there. They have, uh, if you're a business, if you're a small business, they have options that you can take. It's called Threema Work. Corporations here use it. Governments here use it. The militaries use it. When you get this application and you open it up for the first time, you get a little box on your screen and you move your little finger around in a couple of different directions. And out of that is a random key that gets generated. This is your key. This is the key that you give to other people, as in your PIN number, your identification. You skip through the process of, do you want to integrate your contacts? Do you want to give an email address? Do you want to give a phone number? Absolutely not. You skip right through that. There is no way that that can be tied to you. If you feel as though you're compromised, if you feel as though that, I don't know, somebody's listening to your uh, or watching your text messages or, or whatever, you can go through and you can revoke that ID and it disappears from your device and everybody else's device that's added you as a contact within an hour. You see, the government doesn't like the fact that you can do that. As a matter of fact, they said not too very long ago, boy, we really need to crack down on Threema and Telegram and Signal. We, we really got to crack down on these applications. Well, that's what they use. They use those applications. Hang on a minute. You can use those, but I can't use them. Why? 
oh, that's right. I'm not able to be trusted. I'm just a citizen. I'm just a peon citizen. I have to be monitored. I think that this application, in my opinion, this is this is gold standard. That's top tier for me. That's my most important application. Not only can you send and receive encrypted text messages from you and another user, you also have the ability to make and receive phone calls that are encrypted as well. Your voice calls, your video calls will all be encrypted on both ends. And so you can assure yourself that those are secure. The other level of security within this application is something that I personally like, apart from all the other features, but this one really does it for me. You have the ability to verify contacts. So you can uh, you can scan your QR code. You can scan somebody else's QR code and you can verify each other as a contact. So you know that those are actually verified contacts. And you know that the, the the communications between those are going to be even more secure. Bruce, you got anything you want to say on Threema? I mean, as far as Threema is concerned, uh, I've enjoyed using it so far. Um, it's just a matter of getting everyone in your circle to be on it. Uh, that's the, the main problem that you run into because it's a one-time payment. Um, so, like, I, I, I have, you know, friends are on there, but getting family members to be on there as well. Uh, I have some that at one point were using WeChat. Oh, uh, so get yeah. with me after and we'll, we'll, we'll handle that. Yeah. Uh, well it, it, it's yeah. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tell you about it after. Um, but yeah. as far as, um, as far as that's concerned, um, I, I like it. You know, you, you get the voice calls and the text messaging and the video calls if you want. Uh, it's pretty nice and secure. So I, I highly recommend that one. Uh, you buy it once, you know, you pay for the, the key on it. Uh, but the, the fact that you, the fact that you can like purge, uh, all your contacts and everything like, uh, you know, and, and, and purge it from other people's contact list. You know, if there's an emergency or something like that, that that's really nice. Especially if you're in a job, like, uh, for example, let's say you're just traveling and you're, you're in a situation that you think you might be kidnapped or something like that, you know. God forbid that happens, but you would be able to purge who you're connected with. And then if you happen to be, I don't know, someone like us and are conservatives and the government starts cracking down on you and they start kicking in doors, that's, you know, one way to disappear your other contacts as well. Two ends of security. I like it. Like I said, that's yeah. that's a necessity. That's, uh, you know, we started using it amongst us and, uh, you know, our, our other guys here. We started using it. And I uh, I think it's uh, honestly, that's that's my go to app now. That's that's it. Obviously, you know, Telegram is is good for, you know, other things. We watch certain things on there. But um, as far as anything else, as far as any other kind of secure communications, I think that uh, uh, I think Threema has got it nailed down simply because simply because they don't take any information. They don't want to know. They're not asking. They don't care. They say, look, this is the service we're offering. You can take it or you can leave it. And we're not asking you for anything. That's it. Now, they do ask you for the initial license fee. But again, that's five bucks. What's your privacy worth? How much do you spend on a cup of coffee at uh, at Starbucks or, or one of these cafes somewhere? Is it worth a cup of coffee? And by the way, that license, that's not once a year. That's not unless you take one of their, um, you know, their, their uh, corporate options. That's not once a year. That's not once every six months. That's not once a month. That is forever. Once you have that license, you have it and that's it. Well, so for as long as you can keep your key that they give you. Well, <laughs> if you yeah, lose if the you, key, then you have to buy it again. Well, with if you buy it through Apple which uh, unfortunately you can't gift the app through um uh, you, I'm sorry you can you can gift the app through Apple but it can only be to another Apple user you cannot gift the app in the Google Play Store 
they don't have that option. So you would, if you want to give it to somebody, then you have to buy a key directly from Threema. They just had a 50% off sale and I just bought a whole bunch of keys uh, just in case, you know, anybody wants any. Um, and I, you know, I passed them out, you know, gave you guys all the keys and a few other people. Because these stores, such as the Google Play Store and the App Store, because they keep your purchase history, you will not have to repurchase those keys. So they will hold your license key. That's the trick to it. Well, that's what that's what three must say anyway. But again, if it's a you know, if you're an Android user, um, the easiest way is to just go to them and, and just buy it themselves or buy it yourself. They keep the keys on file. They email you the, the licenses. And if you have a problem, uh, if you lose those licenses, then all you have to do is type in the email address that you registered and they'll resend you those licenses. You know, that's always an option. Anyhow. Right. Is there a, is there another option that you wanted to cover? Do you, do you want did you want to cover anything else? But I mean, as far as securing your communications, I don't really have much more to offer than that. I'm, I do apologize, but uh, no, I I think we covered everything, at least the basics. It, yeah, as far as the basics, yeah, I mean, gave the app stores out, and uh, I there I found a list of like 300 plus apps, and I was just skimming through to see what kind of apps you can get, and pretty much everything that you could want on like the normal android uh marketplace you you yeah, can, they're all there you could find there on the it's pretty much everything you got they even they have ui uh changes that you, you can use they've got uh um, there's some things for like there's uh, some other freezing things. apps and yeah, yeah yeah there's there's some other things on there that uh, that i had mentioned like here's a here's a covid passport <laughs> yeah um, yeah they, they got stuff like that stuff for spotify yeah, that uh, there's you a, to, the you know, download <laughs> the music itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Spotify. That, yeah. yeah, that Spotify. That's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's uh, there's another one here that I use, uh, and it it is uh, it's been it's proved quite useful. Uh, this is it doesn't have a name though. I ran across it in in Ftroid, and I thought, what does that do? And it was a it was an application that was developed by somebody that says, and the description was very lucrative. So I was curious. And it said, this application detects Bluetooth devices that run contact tracing software. And I thought, well, that's interesting because well, all of these people that run these COVID applications are are using the, uh, the Bluetooth tracing app to find out if they've been near anybody. So I downloaded this application. And when you run it, it will notify you as to who is coming towards you with a uh, with a Bluetooth device that's active that has tracing enabled, and you'll you'll know to be able to avoid them. <laughs> it doesn't give you any information about the device or the individual. It just tells you how far away they are from you and how many there are. So I, I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and they'll you know they're going to be using that in the future anyway for the next one this, that they're trying to gin up now anyway at the moment. But anyhow, um, other than that, I like I said, I don't have any more. Uh, I think I pretty much covered everything. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover on these? Uh, did you mention things like trails, uh, trail sense? No, I did example. not. I was, yeah, I was just looking at that. No, I, I didn't. Go ahead. I, I suggested that app to you, and I, I've, I, they've done quite a bit with it, but uh, it's a, it's a good application. Go ahead. Yeah. So basically, it's just trail sense. Just basically, it gives you a bunch of survival stuff, like uh, you know, compass, uh, and honestly, that's. It just having a, a compass is huge, but I was actually I'm uh, just testing it to see how well it does with location off, and it seems to it seems to get it pretty right on direction and everything. But uh, you can get weather and astronomy and all kinds of stuff on here. 
You can, yeah. I uh, I like that. It allows you to utilize all the phone's uh, sensors offline and without taking any information. Another application that I like is something called Organic Maps. This is an offline map application that is based on uh, Street View or Open Streets or, or something like that. One of those things, It's which I think they take their information from Google. But what this application is, it allows you to download all of the information individually for each area that you choose. So if I want to download, I don't know, I I've downloaded everything within a 500 mile radius of me. And with the abilities that the Pixel devices have, they have the GPS chips in them. Even offline, you can still get GPS signals and you can still navigate with those maps. So those are, uh, yeah, th those are fantastic features. Uh, I think I had another one that I use uh, that I haven't used for quite some time. Survival manuals. You can pick those up in any of the, uh, the stores. I think you can even get those in the Google Play Store. I think that's where I got them. I got them out of Aurora. So it's a mirror, uh, but it's a survival manual. You can use those again offline. Uh, you don't need any online stuff. Another application I like hasn't been updated in quite some time, but it's called Umbrella. And Umbrella, I, I got this through F-Droid, and I think it's available on Google Play uh, in the App Store, is, too. Yeah. Um, is it? Yeah, Umbrella. And what this yeah. application does, uh, it's got a built-in RSS reader. So you can put in your favorite RSS feeds, and that's another way in case, even if the, the website is unavailable, you can still get uh, information that they put up. So it allows you to, to continue to access your favorite websites if you have their RSS feed plugged into that reader. But what this does, this is a unique application. I've not quite seen anything else like it. If there's another one out there and I've, and I've just overlooked it, then shame on me. But this particular one allows you to self-assist if that makes any sense. Uh, and that by that, I mean, if you get into some trouble, if something goes wrong in a country, uh, if something politically goes wrong and there's, I don't know, upheaval, social unrest, uh, or you feel as though you're, you're in trouble, you're compromised as an individual, this application will give you uh, advice as to what steps you need to take in order to get yourself out of harm's way and get yourself back into a, a safe environment. And so I, I think that's great for operational security. Uh, anybody that's that's looking for anything like that, anybody that has any uh, any kind of uh, secu personal security concerns, I would suggest that app is called Umbrella. And this app has an ability, a unique ability to disguise itself. So if, say, for example, authorities are going around searching phones uh, and you don't have the ability to lock the phone, or even if you do unlock the phone and you say, all right, well, I don't care, this application allows you to change it into a calculator. And you will not be able to get it out of that calculator mode until you put the right code in. So it will disguise itself as just a simple background application. And when you get the device back, you can go back to your checklist in there and, and getting yourself out of harm's way. So I again, I, I think that's a, that's a great application. It hasn't been updated in a while, but it's still relevant. I think so. Another one I use is... Briar. Uh, what's that? Oh, Briar? No. Did you mention Briar? No, I yeah. did not. Uh, go ahead with Briar. Uh, Briar is just a, it's a, it's another encrypted uh, messaging app. Basically, it's a good one to have that uh, in case the other ones are down or what have you, it, it's a good one to have that's uh, secured. It is. Uh, the, there's a couple of downsides. Well, excuse me. There's a good side to it and there's a bad side to it. The good side is, is that, as you said, it's encrypted and all communication that runs through Briar goes through the dark web. So it's untraceable. That's the good news. The bad news. So it goes through the Tor network, basically. Yes, it runs through the Tor network. Yes. Uh, so the, the bad news to that is, is you have to be online. The other party has to be online in order for that message to go through because there are no relay servers. It's a direct line of communication. So it has to be literally end to end. That's what it has to yeah. be. It's it's literally peer to peer. There is no cloud service. 
that stores the the message and then pushes it to the the other device when that one comes online as you said both have to have yeah it's peer-to-peer so if the other person isn't online when the messaging is going on they won't receive it. So the only way that I could see that that would be relevant would be if you and your other contact had a uh, a set time to exchange information, uh, as opposed to being at a certain place at a certain time to exchange information. You both meet on your messengers at that same time in different locations. That's the only relevance I could see to that. So for example, if if I said, I, I think, you know, Bruce, you and I both still have that application. Uh, mm-hmm. If I said, hey, um, I only have this amount of time uh, each day. So meet me on at this time. That would be the information exchange. And then there would be nothing until the next day kind of thing. Yeah. So yep. that's that's the only relevance I could see with it. But that's a good app. Yes, it's a very good app. Uh, privacy cell, I think, is another one. Yeah. Privacy cell is another one. You can pick this up. Uh, you don't have to have an encrypted phone for this. Uh, you, you can pick this up. I think this is a nice one to have. And the reason I say is because this gives you information about the network that you are currently connected to whether that be your home network or the cell network, it will tell you information about that tower and what kind of connection you have, how secure that connection is. And it will explain to you within that application what vulnerabilities are in that network and what you need to be careful of. So for example, right now I am in my own home and I have uh, a secure network connection. It will actually tell me you are on a secure network. So I know that everything that I do on this device cannot be intercepted by anybody else. I have a completely uh, sealed off connection. If I go on to uh, the cell network, it's going to tell me that I'm connected to an antiquated network, which means there are vulnerabilities. There are people that could scrape data off of that tower through example, or for example, like through a telephone call or a, uh, unless you're making a, you know, an encrypted voice call, like through Threema or something like that. Uh, or a regular SMS text message, that data can be scraped as well. So again, privacy cell, uh, another one. Uh, they also make private location. You can use that. I run that as well, even though I don't have to, but I do it just as a fail safe. Uh, it takes up no battery, pretty much. This is another application that the same company puts out, and it will randomly put your location in a different point in the world every five minutes. That's um, something that I like as well. Unfortunately, any of the location services that you have on any of your applications will no longer work. There is that. That is a bonus to it. But anyhow, I know I said that we were going to uh, possibly not go the entire hour today, but we pretty much did. Barring that, I think that's literally all the applications that I wanted to cover. Yeah, on on the that's pretty much all the uh, apps that I, uh, th- these will all get you started and and uh, running at least. Um, there are a lot of uh, like Reddit posts and forum posts and whatnot talking about uh, various apps out there that are available. Um, obviously, you can do your own research and look into it because you're going to have your own um, interests and desires out of your phone. Uh, so you can custom tailor it to to what you want. So there, there are options out there. And from skimming over it, it had things from music to tabletop games to uh, photograph uh, uh, comparisons to uh, even different types of calculators. I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, translation apps, there's, um, there's all kinds of different things out there. I I mean, if you're concerned about your uh, caloric intake, they have like, uh, you know, like a spreadsheet that you can fill out for that, um, or, you know, apps for that, they have uh, all kinds of stuff out there. It's, it's, a lot of the apps that I was seeing to the some, for example, the Spotify, uh, that one as the example, it's kind of it, it looked like it was skirting the whole premium. It, it, it looks yeah, like it it's, it's skirting the premium and it yeah, allows it you to that. download yeah. it. Uh-huh. And 
I'm not someone that's against that. So just be aware of what you're getting into when you do that. Um, yeah, just if you if you have uh, qualms against um, saving and downloading content uh, like YouTube videos or or um, music or something like that without paying for it. Yeah, I think there's a research what you're getting into. Yeah, there's one there's one application. There's a YouTube alternative out there for uh, uh, for graphene devices that you can get on uh, Droid and I think on Aurora, too. It's called New Pipe. Uh, and it's it's basically it's it's YouTube without all the trash. <laughs> so, you know, all the yeah the stuff in it. So. I noticed I noticed as well. Uh, they have one based off a of new pipe. Obviously, this is very niche, but uh, there was one that was like anime pipe or something like that. It's oh the same God. exact thing, but for anime. So if you're into anime, there you go. You, you also have your alternative there uh, that. Yeah. Anyhow, I guess we can call that one done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that covers pretty much everything that I had on the docket to cover and you got all the, the basic apps and everything. So moral of the story, go out and get yourself your own crypto phone. Bruce, thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone. And have a great evening.